I was still pacing like a caged cat. I strode up and down the floor a moment, shaking. I sat on the bed and searched the internet for information on exercising demons. Discussions on the subject ranged from prattling hearsay to unreliable guidance, some of it no doubt dangerous to anyone trying to summon a devil. It was probable demons themselves had authored some of the articles. I called Aunt Ida. I had to exercise the demon now. Oh, child. Her voice was full of love. You've got yourself in a fix that'll see blood come to light before this day's finished. If you know of any other way, Aunt Ida, I'd be glad to hear it. I don't. That's the rub that chafes. What you plan to do is right, but I don't want to lose you. And that is a possibility. She enunciated the last four words clearly to mark out their importance. It'll take grit and blood to see it through. She sighed. Always does. When I trained up as a witch, I too had to do such. Each trial, though, when carried out to good result, lifted me up a level. I thought I'd do it during daylight. That's smart, hun. Their powers multiply after dark. I stayed quiet. Aunt Ida took in a lungful of air and blew it out. Then she gave me careful instructions for carrying out the summoning and exercising rituals. When she finished talking, I sat, mystified. Is that all there is to it? I thought there'd be more hocus-pocus to it. Be cautioned, child. It may look simple as a knife blade, but it'll cut you dead. Stay put inside that circle. Stay intent. That demon will trick you faster than a politician with a liquor license. For animal grease, will lard do? I'd use chunks of fat back. She chuckled. Then what you've got left over you can toss into your beans. I cleared my throat. <clears throat> so, you've done this. Don't you never mind what I've done. You just get this right and heal yourself. And whatever you do, don't step outside that circle. If you do, he'll put a collar on you with his name on it. Oh, that reminds me. When done, put a name to him. That'll help make him yours to fetch. I told her to remember me to tolerance before I clicked out of our conversation. Then, without delay, I walked to Java Women to buy fat back and unscented candles. I felt I was being willfully malicious against motherly Mrs. Roger, who didn't deserve such behavior from me. If she had doubts about the advisability of letting dwarves visit her rooms, how would she react to someone calling up a demon in her home? Seizure was too mild a word. I considered summoning the demon at my ruined cottage, but it was too public and too dangerous. The wind might blow a leaf over my circle and violate its integrity. Once past the shield, the demon would shred my body and taint my soul. Actually, it really didn't matter where I performed this ritual. With the medallion gone, nothing stopped the fiend from entering Ivy Hill. If I failed to bottle it now, no place in Sourwood was safe. I knew not to wait and worry and give myself time to change my decision. It was early afternoon, with the sun in its glory. Now was the time. So, using cubes of fat back, 
I greased a slippery circle with a 60-inch diameter on the oak floor. Inside it, I added a hexagonal star. At each of the star's six points, I glued a candle in place with melted wax. I stood still, centering myself in the moment. I sighed and sat down cross-legged in the center of the star. I lit the six candles, moving from left to right. Was I equal to this? Focus. I had to focus. I began chanting in a strained voice. I am strong. I am strong. Shimmery air flowed like transparent smoke through the bathroom's doorway. The flames of the two candles facing west fluttered. The demon, disembodied and reeking of molten metal, had come.